Oh, God. Dear Doctor, I'm writing to you again today from a star to steer her by with a couple of new episodes about me learning about people. That sucks. I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm no, like no, it. you were pulling a Jake. It was going well. Yeah. No, it was sounded doing nice. a bit. Everyone should do bits. Oh, Keeping but... this all in now. No. Because <laughs> it was good. You just lost faith. I'm glad. Of the heart. Of the heart. Oh. You're just as interested as in our mating rituals as I am with the rating, mating rituals of humans. I asked a couple people recently if I could watch them bang. They said uh, uh, no. Uh, uh. And yet I don't like being touched. Fuck you. I was actually thinking that. I said that while we were watching. I was like, that's why mating season is so horrible. They don't like being touched. Well, no, it's the one time they do touch, I think, and they go ape shit. I don't know. Anyway, since I couldn't watch any of my... <laughs> any of my colleagues fuck I decided to watch a movie instead and then I watched two episodes of Star Trek Enterprise (laughs) perfect perfect dear doctor and sleeping dogs my name is Caitlin and joining me today are Jakey Lieutenant Reed's oddly thin lips postscript this is Ames and this is episode, I just knew it a minute ago, 323. Woo! I know. And that means it's my turn to introduce again. That's a palindrome number. That's the first palindrome number, the last palindrome number we're going to have until episode 333. That's wow. not that far off. That's, True. That's going to be tens, so ten of, tens of days we'll, from now. We'll still be an enterprise. But then but then it will, we won't have another one there until 343. Oh, but this really is unimpressive. Yeah. No, you're right. It's amazing. Every time we get to another palindrome, it's amazing. I like it. Once better. we're up to a thousand episodes, that's when shit'll get good. Thousand and one. We're not gonna have another one of these until one thousand one hundred eleven. Ooh, that's that's a lot. Binary. That's one hundred and ten. Yeah. More. So that's impressive. Anyway, so today we're talking about two more episodes of Enterprise, Dear Doctor, and Sleeping Dogs. Bow wow. Bow wow indeed. Uh, in Dear Doctor, my goodness, we have so many plots. Flocks is well this is a flocks episode and uh this is everyone wanted yeah that's what i was asking for i was like oh good now i'll get to know flocks and maybe i'll grow to understand and love him nope he's hitler yeah he sucks i hate him uh well we can discuss that anyway in a way he isn't hitler in a way he's girls in a way he's mangled in a way he's (laughs) gurring Okay, so there's a lot going on in this episode first and awkwardly and suddenly apparently a member of the crew has like a crush on flocks and he's being all gross and like I don't know. I can't. It's Cutler who we've met before. Yeah, I know. I didn't re- I recognized her. I was like, "Where have I seen her before?" And Chris was like, "Uh, an episode of the show." And I was like, "Oh, is that what it is?" So, anyway, Cut- he spent most of it passed out, so it's fine. <laughs> so she's apparently crushing on flocks, which why? I kind of would uh, side with DePaul that it's just that she wants a little fresh alien weird, but that's just me. So uh, Cutler's got a crush on Phlox, and he's not really sure what to do about it. Phlox has a pen pal back in his home planet. What kind of person is he again? A human. Phlox? Oh, Phlox is a Denobulan. Denobulan. So back on Denobula, (laughs) in the Deno Nebula, getting to know his people, as he did in San Francisco. But yeah, so he's writing, uh, he's got his little pen pal. That's cute. It's not really... 
Uh, let's see, that's the, the, the C and B plots. What's the real plot of this episode? Oh, the real plot of this episode is uh, we have found yet another, like, just drifting spaceship with weak life signs. We bring them is on. Is it Khan? Not this time, Damn sadly. It. Rats. <laughs> was actually, when was Khan? No, Khan was the 90s that he got shot into space? Yeah. yeah. He's floating around out there somewhere. So, it's, so it's possible, but. Oh my god, do they meet Khan? They can't. He's frozen until the 2260s. That doesn't well, mean they can't, like, spot him and be like, oh, there he is. Oh, oh what is that? The bo- <laughs> Botany Bay? Botany Bay? Oh, no! <laughs> it's closer um, to us in time, so we know not to stop there. <laughs> that would be kind of funny, It actually. would be funny. Yeah. Fuck that. So, the big, the big A-plot is that these capital folks... A. Capital A. Is that, uh... They're, these folks that are drifting around in this ship, they're uh, they're sick, and their people are sick. Millions of people are dying, and they they're they've been out and about searching for a uh, someone to help them find a cure. They're not yet warp capable, but they do know some warp capable species, including the Ferengi, which Never I thought was exciting. I bet the Ferengi tried to sell them some fucking snake oil. Who wants mm. to bet? Like, yeah, this will fix you. It'll only cost you this entire planet. And because Archer's a big softy, he's like, flocks go go cure their sickness. So they're, and this, these are the Valakian people. Thank you, Ames. And um, they live on their planet with another group of people who they say are lesser evolved called the Menk. The Menk are not sick. But they are a different species. They are a different species. And they kind of have this symbiosis situation going on. Kind of. Uh, we'll talk about it. It's like the Gungans and the Naboo. So, Phlox is, you know, doing his thing and taking blood samples, and Hoshi is learning languages, and oh god, it's the same old thing. But Phlox discovers that the reason why these people are dying is because they're having like some kind of genetic degradation that's been going on for like millennia and he could cure them but it's like this is the final point of their evolution and they're sort of meant to die and uh, i mean apparently so he doesn't want to save them and fuck with that and archer Kind of seems like he might be on the fence and want to play a little god, but instead... Watching Chris shake his head at he, that, I he, love it. He gives us a, a great speech about how one day... <laughs> they're going to come up with rules. Oh, and when they And when they come up with that... Vomiting so hard. Directive! Ooh, it's he a wants good word. To, it is a good... Oh my god, a directive. It'll be the first one. It'll be like a... What's a good word for first? A, a, a prime directive. Oh. And until then... <laughs> He doesn't want to be out here playing God. So they're like, fuck him, let him die, and the end. Uh, but they do give them some cold medicine and are like, this will make you feel better for like a, a decade. Good luck, you're going to be dead in 200 years. <laughs> fucking bozos. Bye. What's so fucking frustrating about well, that? Here we go. Bit. We're already we're diving in. Uh, At the we're, end. Well, we're diving in on the prime directive. Is oh, that's that, it. That's everything, right? I covered all the yeah, yeah. bases. Have you, have you hit the, the hit the points? Good. Like, I feel like you this never was know. probably one of our better episodes. Wait, what? Of Enterprise, like so far or forever. Like, so far, like, like in stru- what sense? Structured as an episode. The structure, the fact that there's actually kind of like a 
an idea at the center. Like, yeah, there's a discussion seen before, kind of. Is but this, like, it's, it's 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 a little bit fascinating because this episode is the most polarizing episode. More pol- polarizing, I'd even say, than two bits. Mm. I was just gonna. This ask is, no. people either love it, no, they or they utterly detest it. It is the worst episode of Star Trek. Including the t everything the profit the, and lace the, is even including bad. the very short trek about the vomit and boogers or whatever it was. Okay, well, first hold I'm on. making a point about about the thing, and so I that, just as far to as say the, that people do love this one. It's it's probably one of our better episodes of Enterprise so far. And then they have to just have that stupid "get it, it's a prequel" speech. If he, even if he just hadn't said the fucking word "directive," it would have been heavy-handed but less stupid. Like Mm-mm. that's not where I, that's not where it lost me. That was the thing. I just that... I I could not forgive this episode. A couple scenes before that, so. Well, there's there's lots about this episode that I can't forgive. Um, yeah, I just find that to be so like. Oh yeah, that was fucking cringe. Dumb, in a way that was just a different special kind of. I want to find who agreed that that was a good scene and. It's probably beat the, them probably the UPN producers. Here's, here's with the thing. Just like a I don't know how. To fucking write good dialogue Listen, by not whoever wrote this episode. I don't, it was a monologue. If you think Chris. this is the last time you're going to have this feeling, oh, I know, I know. In for a no, no, I remember. I watched surprise. this fucking show. Is, I know. But is this the worst one? Is no. this the worst one we're going to have? The worst one is the read alert. Uh, read alert's fine. No, read alert's it's a stupid. joke. Also, eh. <laughs> Uh oh. It wasn't called the Prime Directive at first. It was called General Order One. So if they really wanted to prequel it up, he would have said something about it. General Order. Yeah. What he would have said is, um, God, how do you do that? What? That the noise. Nerd, I, I voice. always end up regretting it when I've done it. Oh, the, the, the nerd, nerd voice? voice. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. The writers clearly wanted to beat the audience over the head with, oh, look, they're talking about the Prime Directive. And, and yeah, but that, it doesn't exist yet, which is why they're yeah. having this conversation. And the thing, about, the thing about this show is, and what we'll learn time and time again, is that the writers of this show have absolutely no respect for the audience. None whatsoever. They think that the people watching this, they think that they're making this show oh, for it's the like mank. How, when, when the other wow. day in Civilization, when it's like, look, a thing you should shoot, and then it will blow up, Archer. What could you shoot it with that will make it blow up? Is it your gun? I can, I propose you shoot it with your gun. Why, why are they writing this show like a tutorial for a video game? I was about to say, it sounded like an episode of fucking Dora the Explorer. Quick, what can we use on the oil lamp to kill the bad... I'm oh, sorry, not kill, because as Jake pointed out, no one dies on this show. To, to wound the bad guys. Did you say the phaser? It's, it's Steve from Blue's Clues. He's like, what? You see a clue? You think we could shoot that barrel? <laughs> and then they go to... And then they need to... Find out from T'Pol where to go next, so they have to have her pull out her map and sing And if map you don't song. go to the center of town and talk to T'Pol, you're never going to be able to move on. You're going to go to the cave. You won't be able to get in. You have to get your marching orders from T'Pol first. Yeah, honestly, this would have been a better show if it was just Dora the Explorer in space. We do more exploring, I believe. Basically sure. is. That's and unfair to Dora the Explorer. I've never really seen it, so I don't have much interest. I know there. there's a fox that is a thief. Oh, well, I like foxes, so I'm on board. More compelling. Swiper? Yes. Swiping? Yes. Yes, it has more compelling villains than the, mm-hmm. not Silorians, what the fuck are they called? The Sulaban? Sulaban. Sulaban, there we go. Okay, so. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, the problem. Tell us the problem. The problem You're going to boil this, it down to just one? Yeah. The main so one. So this episode could have been, a, in my opinion, this, this had very high potential 
for uh, being an episode. In trying to... Here's my thing. My thinking is... Jake, gather your thoughts. The fucking writers were like, you know what episode people like either love or hate and have mixed feelings about? Is it Tuvix? Tuvix. Mm-hmm. We need to do a Tuvix-like episode that presents a real moral drama. I don't think that was the that wasn't the point. Though. I think it was. I'm going to tell you what the original po- well, thing was. Well, let you, you let Jake go let me first. Let me finish my fucking okay, thought. Okay. Ooh. Before I genocide everyone like Fox wants to do. He loves it. Uh, no, he didn't genocide anybody. No, he, he just did. let nature t- take he, its t- course. Th- what he did, if you look in the fucking UN definition of genocide, he's a genocide by inaction. Yes. Okay. Um, so. The problem here is that they they thought they were writing an episode that had like a real deep like moral debate debate. Yeah. But the problem is the problem that they chose to have this debate about is so black and white. It is there is no the that like and and, and do I commit genocide or do I not commit genocide? It's basically so. Remember when Picard chose not to genocide the Borg because doing that. Would, in the Hugh episode? In the Hugh episode, mm. yeah. And got in trouble, got yelled at by Bechayev. Um, <laughs> the, the problem here, and I don't want to be like a mansplain situation, but I feel the need to mansplain. Well, tell it to me, what, and then I'll womansplain. Okay, please do. You might both need to do that for me to understand it. So, so <laughs> but also, whoever wrote this episode was maybe a guy, so it's okay no, to mansplain. No, it was, to it was the, the people who ended up going on and writing the Mad Men thing. Those oh, people. Wow. I think it was a husband-wife team, They really maybe? fucked it up. But the problem I have here is They're like, is maybe that, Star Trek isn't our forte. Remember how we were saying, like, oh, their, their, their science advisor must have been taking a nap a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Whoever, they're like, how does evolution work? <laughs> no, no, no fucking idea. This, this has like a very, you know what it is? It's the creationists. Mm. The way creationists think evolution works. Right, because there's an end point, right? Right. The creationists have this idea that like, oh, evolution is, the re, evolution is bullshit because, you know, the, these these Darwinists think that that like, you know, there's an end point to things and, and, and that's bullshit. Which is bullshit because that's not how evolution works. It wasn't like... You know, you can't look at the mank and be like, oh, yes, they are on the cusp of an evolutionary awakening, which is, I think, what he said. Yeah. That's just a, not a fucking thing. And they're no. already in a symbiotic relationship yeah. with the Valakians. And you also can't look at the Valakians and say, oh, yeah. They're meant to they're die meant out. They're meant to die out. That's fucking stupid. You know, you know, you know, we go, we go so far to make sure that things don't go extinct. On our planet, we don't do a good job of it. Nope. We just make more things go extinct. But We're mostly we are, concerned about making sure we don't go extinct. We're, and we're not even good at doing that. No, we're not. Um, no. But, like, it, like, Archer is 100% right when he says, like, you're a fucking doctor. And, and he's like, yes, but I, you know, I, whatever Flock said, and Archer's like, well, you know, that's what you fucking do is heal Patience. <laughs> As I've often said, one of my favorite things about Starfleet doctors is that normally they tell the prime director to go fuck itself if they want. And like, this would, and I guarantee if this were any other show, if this were Voyager, if this were TNG. Oh, if it was Deep Space Nine, Julian would have a fucking huge erection to cure these people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like. And probably get some tail. Yeah. While, and you know while what? doing it. They would have done that. They, Mank they, and Valakian tail. All of them. And the fact and like the fact that they said that he has the cure, like he knows how to cure them and he's just withholding it, that is 
in my opinion, a war oh, crime. It's a war crime. It's a. It's not a war crime because it's not okay. a war. Well, but it's it just it's a regular it's crime. A crime. It's just, yeah. It's a crime against humanity. Is what Vilekian we call it. But yes, it's a crime against nature. It's not a cool crime against nature like one of Cisco's. Yeah. yeah. It's a. Well, real, those were war crimes. It's, it's <laughs> like it's it's abhorrent. I don't use that word lightly, but it is abhorrent. I would say, and it and it 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 really disappoints me to my core that that was what the writers chose to do in this episode. I can almost understand, as this is a Phlox episode, I can understand Phlox having this particular opinion, this kind of perspective as a Denobulan, because the whole episode is him having a different perspective on things. Like, the microcosm of this episode is him watching that movie with Mm -hmm. Cutler and saying, interesting, you humans seem to get very emotionally involved watching movies. Hmm, that's curious to me. And Cutler's like, what, have you never watched movies before? Weird. And this whole episode turns into him not getting why people, like, empathize with other things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... Yeah, Denobulans are weird, man. Like, yeah, like, Archer brings puppy, puppy boy, Porthos, in to get, you know, his cheese Aww. suctioned out of his stomach. Because he's been eating too much cheese. And Porthos, I mean, Porthos, goddammit, and Flocks is like, oh, weird, I never, no, you know, it's funny that humans... Oh, Archer to... talks to that dog. What yeah, the they have so much emotional investment in their animals. But keep in mind that at the beginning of the episode, we see him talking to his little lab rats as yeah, he feeds he... them, like, don't worry, I didn't forget you. He like, would well, kill then what the fuck? any of them well, yeah, as soon as Well, he as soon has as he them to, to, like, turn he... them into medicines and stuff. Well, yeah, he... but he's still speaking to them. Yes, true. Well, he does admit he finds himself occasionally talking to them, but yeah, I, so... he doesn't anthropomorphize them as much. Right. So Fox having a different perspective, good. That's a great debate to have. That's a good debate he started having with Archer. And Unflox was hugely, hugely wrong about how evolution works. And I'm just so enraged about that, as Jake already said. But then, for Archer to agree that, yes, this is the best thing to do, let these people die, give them some fucking throat lozenges for the next ten years... Ten, ten years worth of, of, fuck, of fucking Ricolas. Good luck, guys. Ricola! Like, I'm hoping, you know, if this gave them ten years more to live, maybe someone else came and fucking did literally anything. Well, the Ferengi came back and sold them warp technology. Yeah. I hope so. And then they blew themselves up because they didn't lozenges. understand antimatter. No, the, what's going to happen is the Valakians are going to die out, and then... The Menk are also going to die out. And the, well, no, the, the, the Ferengi will show up and be like, hey... We got some mank now, and they'll exploit the mank. <laughs> well, that's, like, uh, that's fine. The mank love to be exploited, listen, apparently. Just like don't take slaves. No, but like false prophets. But they will certainly exploit people. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, don't take slaves, but do write in, you have to have sex with me clauses into their fucking employment contract. Yeah, they do. It's everything but slavery is, is the Ferengi rule of acquisition number whatever. Mm. General order... Ferengi rule. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just find this episode. I find it disgusting. I find. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that like, yeah, Flocks having this, this conundrum is an interesting potential story. But I think it gets ruined when when Archer, Archer gets on board. When Archer agrees, because really, it should have been a learning moment in the other direction where right, Archer stands up mm-hmm. to be like, no. You might be right about this, but we don't do that. Yeah, I want to sh- I want to share with you guys what the original ending was mm-hmm. because it's neither of those. Like honestly, yes, the archer saying no, you're you're wrong. We're going to save people. That's the point of us exploring fucking space. 
and you can't predict what will happen with the Mank and the Valakians. For all you know, like they'll, they'll, they're their own society. They're, they're different. They can do stuff. But the original plan that UPN swooped in out of fucking nowhere and made them change because mm. the UPN producers decided no, like whatever is Archer's decision is what everyone has to go with. So we can't have people on opposite sides. The original plan was Archer would have wanted to save all, save the Valakians. Flox would still have made the cure and not given it to them and disobeyed the orders Archer gave to try to save the people. Whoa. And then just never told Archer that he had a cure. Well, that would have saved my opinion of Archer, but yes. it would have it would have made my opinion of of Phlox even worse. Yeah, it would just be in like a letter to Dr. Dr. Lucas, his pen pal friend, saying, "Oh yeah, and I figured out the cure, and I, you know, whatever, because you know, this is what I decided, because you know, I'm the one who thinks I'm right." See, here's what I would think: like they could have done this a little bit differently, and I think made a more interesting episode if the if the story had been that Phlox finds the cure, but he finds that like it's a problem of, so we all know like like inbreeding is very bad, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. lack of genetic diversity in a population leads to gen- like genetic diseases, like mm. what the Valakians have. And this is like real science shit. Yeah. The Mank are immune to it. So you could potentially have a story where it's like, yeah. Time the, to stop, start this, fucking the Mank. Well, just this, this fucking apartheid that you've created yeah. with, the, with the Mank is really what's killing them. And you go to the fucking government and you say, listen, you gotta like, Stop treating the mink like shit. You know, maybe not. Maybe they shouldn't have made them. You know, quite as dopey as they did. But they just. But they weren't like nice dopey. guys. They weren't dopey. They, they just, seemed fine. Yeah, they just weren't as technologically advanced. Well, possibly yeah. because they were forced they, to not be. Right, because they've been stunted. Because they don't have anything. Because everything they have is given to them by the yeah the, the Valakians. That, or that was what they're called something I found very cowardly. Cowardly about this episode too was like. That whole thing that they don't harp on, but they mention, just so that, like, you can kind of feel like, they're kind of jerks, though, so maybe they should die. They're not even jerks. They're ju- This is just how their society yeah. runs. Well, but they p- do purposely oh. make them live in areas where they can't grow their own food. Right, they that's, put them in... That's like how we treated the indigenous peoples here. That's terrible. Like, it would be one thing if they coexisted and it's like, yeah, some of them work for us, but they also have their own lives. But they... They're definitely making sure yeah. these people have trouble existing without they're, they're, them. They're, yeah, they're very dependent. I'd say apartheid is a decent... Yeah, and like it could be... The, like that's that's an interesting thing. It's like, yeah, the reason why your society is so fucked is because you've insulated yourselves from these people that, you know, if you had, if you had, if you had been breeding with them for thousands of years and, you know, you would have created a more genetically diverse race of people yeah. that would have been resistant to this kind of shit but you didn't maybe they're not compatible and then maybe and then mm. the, and then the well maybe they're not but yeah well on the other hand maybe they are maybe they are it would it'd be pretty unusual I think, that's if the they thing compatible. i got hung up on it's apparently some sort of like their their genetics are just unspooling mm. how do you cure that without genetic engineering which as we all know Humanity really frowns upon. No, there's no federation yet, but maybe maybe Fox wasn't in that, in that. Maybe he's not doing that shit. Well, yeah, but I, I was half, half expecting that to kind of come up, you know, because I couldn't quite remember how this was resolved. Like he was gonna say, "Well, it's a genetic thing, so I would have to use genetic engineering," and Archer would go, ah! 
and stick his head in the ground and wet himself. I also do. I also wonder where they draw the line. On it is definitely vague because, like, I am sure, like, gene therapies are used. They they must be, but like, probably like going in and gene splicing somebody to have you know a twelve inch dong is 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 where they draw the line. Only on the Hollywood. I don't know. I'm on board with that. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, but I don't. They want, would... I don't want my dong to get smaller. So <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, I just I, de- I just how do you. Like, you can't uh, give someone a medication, as far as I know, to keep their genome from just disintegrating. That would have to well, be genetic you know engineering, right? Well, maybe it's, maybe, it's, it maybe it's introducing some kind of antibody that the, that the mink have or something. I don't know. Who, yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah, the and nature of the disease to, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, to save lives, I think there would be kind of that gray area where, okay, for this purpose, we can do this. And also, I don't think... Like, I, this comes up in DS9, which is 300 years past this or some mm. shit. I do think they also, they do, to, to the point you already made, I think that they are kind of letting the Vlackians off the hook because they don't really address the apartheid in the room. Not really. Oh my god, not at all. They just have one person who's like, I think that's bad. And Flox is like, why? Oh, they seem perfectly happy. Like, shut the fuck up. And that's the end of the story. It isn't even like, and then she doesn't like me anymore because like, I'm a disgusting person. There's, that's that like this the fucking acceptable. people that are like, well, you know, the slaves had a warm place to sleep and, and, and they, and they learned skills. They learned invaluable skills. <laughs> They're going to address something vaguely akin to this in the future in a very enraging episode. Oh, fabulous. Wow, I hate Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan so far. Well, no, it's, it's, I feel like that one, if I'm remembering it properly, like, is better done. It just ends poor. It's a better. Is it cogenitor? Yes. Oh Great. fuck, cogenitor. Fabulous. I Great. Was, that's the yeah, right. That's an angry episode. Another angry. That's oh, that's good. coming up later. It's a good I episode. Hope I get it's to a very. It's a one. solid like. It it makes you angry because it's written well, not because they fucked up. Yeah, exactly. It wants you to be angry, uh, and it's possibly one of the few justifications, <laughs> maybe that I've seen where I was like, yeah, maybe the prime directive is a good idea. Yeah. Well, in this case, the Prime Directive was is not even... If the Prime Directive had existed, I still think any other Starfleet captain would have made the other the other choice in this episode. Right? I honestly don't know, because they do love hiding behind that thing sometimes yeah, to and avoid also, making decisions. Oh yeah, decisions. Picard probably would have... Uh... And with Janeway, it depends on what her mood was that week. Right. What, about, what about Pen Pals? Pen pals. Well, the girl asked for help. Yeah, and the people on this planet. Exactly. Asked for help. Yeah, like that's the way they've written they've written around it before. And in thirty days, Paris like begged mm. the Monians to be like, just ask us for help, and we'll have to help you. Yeah, so they did ask for help, and they said, "Fuck off." But wasn't Pen Pal also where we invented the Pulaski maneuver? I'm sure. The, where we where we where we wiped the memory. memory. I mean that I'm, it probably happened before, but that yes. That was Pulaski, and then it came up again in reference to Pulaski. Yeah, because it wouldn't Pulaski. work on this other species. We mm-hmm. barely know the new mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Who wouldn't it work on? It wouldn't. Oh, the Mentakins. It didn't work on Mentakins. Oh right. So yeah, that's why you got to bring them up to your to your bridge and show them their planet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like using this episode as an example because Jake and I were just rewatching a Voyager episode recently, and I think my comment watching something was saying. That's the difference between Phlox and Neelix. Because I know this episode like was was a big defining moment in telling you what the difference between Phlox and Neelix is. Is mm. that Neelix 
wants to help people. Oh god, Neelix cares so deeply for everybody. Everybody! Like, I think we were just watching... It's a bad episode. It's the one where... where oh, we learned that the, the spy who'd been cohorting with Seska... Jonas, I think? Yeah, yes. We learned the Jonas thing. And Neelix gets all sad that he thinks Tom is going to leave the ship. Oh, yeah, that oh, one. Yeah. That one. And Neelix has some really great moments about... Because, you know, he's... He doesn't care about any of the other stuff that's happening. He cares about the people. Mm-hmm. Phlox cares about Phlox. Like, I was thinking the other week we were watching the one where they're watching, like, a supernova doing something. Yeah. They were doing that, and Phlox got to Cold recite. Front? Yes, Cold Front. In Cold Front, and Phlox got to, you know, lead their chant Oh, right, nonsense. and he would, like, join us, but then he just took over. This... Yeah. And I'm watching this, like, Phlox is doing this... Because he wants to add it to his resume. Neelix would do this because he wants to learn more about people. And I hate Phlox, and I love Neelix. Yeah, Phlox is a jerk. Phlox is like the sort of the epitome of that sort of mindset that, that, you know, like I've often said, like, all right, you can't interfere with cultures, but you don't have to fucking be nice to them if they're Mm. dicks. He's the kind of guy who just waves everything off as, well, it's their culture. It's like, right, you... You don't have to talk to them, though, if they're assholes. <laughs> well, again, like, the, it's their culture. It was our culture to enslave African Americans to do our work for a long fucking time. That doesn't mean it was a good thing to do. Yeah. And Flops would be right there being like, oh, that's oh, interesting. Well, they seem to be learning some skills. I feel like this incident... What they feed them, what's the problem? ...is something that, like... Flops. Like, Julian Bashir would have studied in medical ethics class mm-hmm. as an example of how you really fuck shit up. And like when 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 it's okay as a physician to you know to to break the rules like the prime directive. Yeah. Well that's you know that's that's when whatever doctor is teaching the class makes sure it's only medical students in the room kind of glances around and goes fuck the prime directive. Hmm. Yeah, I also love how Flox is like, well, it could take millennia for the mink to to catch up. It's like yeah, it, or it could take never. Right? Like, you don't fucking know, yeah. asshole. Why does he think he's the one that gets to write everyone's future? Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the whole the whole argument is, oh, we're not playing... Oh, I don't want to play God. You're literally That's playing God! That's what you're doing. You are choosing the mank to... to and, and you're choosing to, to let these other no, people die. No, no, this is how nature would have done. That's not how... Let's well, in that case... Let let works. Me, in that case... You shouldn't be a doctor if you think everything that happens naturally is what's meant to be, yeah. you son of a fucking bitch. Now, okay, God, I hate that. Yeah, really. Let's, let's hold on, hold in... on, hold on. Let's not let the Vulcans off the hook, because this is totally what they would do, too. Oh, yeah. They would definitely do this. That's the other thing. The other thing in this episode... Well, they wouldn't even have gone to the planet. Well, true. Fair. <laughs> They'd have, you know, please help us. Nah. nah. Yeah. So, our, our main our main Valakian friend, I think it's Isak... The, right. the pilot or the doctor? Oh, God, one of them. Okay. Yeah. One of them asks Archer, you know, I know you guys are trying, and, you know, I don't think you guys are going to be able to help us, but if we had warp technology, we could ask more people for help. And then it becomes a question of, do we give them warp technology? And it's like, we don't need this additional question in this episode. Yeah, we're already, already dealing with plenty. It has a, already the, the deep discussion conflict center at, at the core. We don't need more fucking things. Mm. You're muddying it up. Yeah. 
Because then you just feel, then you just feel like you get to be all smug at the end, like, nope, we can't give you this because, you know, it's for your own good. Everything we're doing is for your own good, and Archer gets to feel all high and mighty at the end. And I hated Phlox's last goddamn log where he's like, it's a good thing that Archer made the right decision, and I want to shoot Phlox in the face. <laughs> I, I will say, though, it was kind of nice seeing Archer have to be like, oh... Maybe the Vulcans occasionally have a point. Well, I do. I also thought his like his justification for not giving like I agree. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be giving them warp drive. Yeah, not if they can't understand it yet. But like, but but making that the reason, like, oh well, they'll probably just blow themselves up. Like, like in that episode of Voyager, actually, mm. where they they sent the probe, yeah, Friendship yeah. One or whatever. Oh yes, and you're those right. people found it didn't really fully comprehend antimatter and blew themselves up. Yeah. yeah. God, I don't remember that. Um, it was towards the end, so it wasn't that long ago. Well. I did I did love uh, to Paul's, uh, you know, 100 years ago, we, we, we decided to stay and help Earth. And we're still fucking there. Yeah, but that's not an that's not a reason why to not do something if it's going to be helpful to living people. Oh yeah, well that yeah fucking that that's the point it. of giving them the medicine. But yeah, yeah, the warp drive and the medicine are kind of. I mean, honestly, I just think that this whole thing was probably above their pay grade, and oh yeah, they probably should have phoned home. Yeah, and no, asked definitely. For Is there a directive you guys have or anything? Yeah, like what? let us know. Like what should we do? Well, yeah, there's you know. Yes, the Vulcans, and it's the, the Vulcan, you know, General Order one. Fuck them! Mm. That's the whole directive? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, again, the non-interference directive, it's really, it really needs to have more nuance. So much more. Well, it, it depends on who's reading it any given day most well, of the I time. Think that's Every the captain would do a different thing in this situation. Exactly, I think, and I think that that's... Janeway would blow up the ship for some reason. There's, yes. a, there's a real problem <laughs> if, fix like... It. If your your number one most important rule is that open to interpretation, yeah, that's a problem. Like we've we've had this with the Second Amendment in this country, right? It's like it's so fucking vague. Questions about comma placement, like 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 they should have known when they were drawing up these directives. They should have been like, let's look at Earth history to, for examples of what not to do in writing rules. Mm. Make be fucking explicit. Well, but uh, the opposite is true for something like uh, the ADA, where it is intentionally left vague because, like, what is reasonable may uh, depend on who is making that decision. Well, right, but that's, so, that's, like, that's... in some cases, it's actually good to have some vagueness. That's well, yeah, true. and that's the thing. That's it, but that's point. it's. I think that gives to Jake's point, though. This is like the rule. If this is the rule, this one needs to be less vague. Like, leave it vague when it doesn't matter as much. But this ostensibly is, like, you know, the big one. Well, I know this doesn't have to do with Star Trek, but I also kind of don't agree that the Second Amendment is that vague. The Second Amendment is actually very specific. It's just everyone ignores the specific parts. Yeah, well, <laughs> About, true. you know, trained militias and shit. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's that comma placement, right? Like, they're not... I'm a trained militia. Yeah, what? Who? Who constitutes a militia? I'm a train. I have a militia in my pants. Whoa. Um, the uh, bringing out the big guns. <laughs> no, you can say that again. Yes. There was one other thing I wanted to say that I just thought of was oh, so they don't have the prime directive yet, and Archer admits this. When in doubt, 
I like to fall back on the golden rule. Do mm. unto others as you would have done unto you. And if, if you ask me, I would have liked it if aliens could have helped us in our time of need, like the Vulcans at, after World War Three. They only stopped by because they saw a mad drunkard invented warp drive. That's true. Uh, or, you know, if aliens were like, Teaching us how to be naked in the woods and, yeah. and we have tattoos. Maybe aliens should stay away from other planets. <laughs> Jesus. God fucking damn it, Chakotay. <laughs> it always comes back to Chakotay. You know what? This episode is so bad. Why Why did Chakotay do this to us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that he's lost in the... Wherever he's lost in <laughs> future shows. Future beta quadrant? I don't know. Uh. I was just doing a lot of defending Chakotay on ship posting yesterday. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Beltran's a dick. Well, yeah, Beltran's but Chakotay's dick, fine. But Chakotay's good. Oh, I Chakotay's know. I, okay. I, I, I once, actually, I miss Chakotay. Chakotay's you know? got a couple of okay episodes. He does. Once, once they dropped the faux Native American shit, he got way better. Yeah, and even then, even if it's you know, for for only the purpose of having representation, it's still a positive that he's. I think was it Walking Bear? Was that the yeah the from, guy uh, from the TAS? TAS yeah, he's probably better, uh, better. Well, he was actually native. Yeah. Well, it was voiced by Doohan. Oh, <laughs> Walking he? Bear. He was. He was voiced by Doohan. Everybody. Oh, was yeah, but by the, Doohan. the writer, I the writer, think, the writer of the episode the writer was, was I native. Think. Okay, I thought both the writer and the actor were no. native. That's depressing. Uh, at least the writer was native, I guess. Jesus Christ. Also, it was the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what did everybody think of Cutler? I don't know, man. She's. Fine. I don't know why she wants to fuck flaws. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, she can do better. Poor judgment on that girl. Though I do. Novakovich. I do like that she was like. He's all well, full of pebbles now. I do. I like that she's like. Well, listen. I don't want to wife up. I just want to bang. That's I was true. like, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, let's just uh, let's see where it goes. I was like, fuck yes, yeah, slut, get it. I mm. love her. I was like, good for you, but don't do it with flocks. Yeah. Do it with someone cute. And, she like, heard, not she, a douchebag. She heard about his tongue. Okay. What about his tongue? his tongue? Oh, have we not seen that yet? Oh, no. Does he have a big tongue? It's very long. Oh, oh. God. I don't like this. Everything well, about this is Well, I like flocks a little more now. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. A little bit. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I like her, but I think she has terrible taste in men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, why did she bring, like, <laughs> this is really on the props department. Instead of having, like, a bucket of popcorn. Yeah, she had, like, a giant glass bowl. Yeah, she had, like, a Pyrex tray of popcorn. It was oh, that's weird. Very, very strange. Weird. Listen, you make do with what you can find on the ship. They probably didn't have a lot of popcorn <laughs> like a buckets. green plastic bowl. A transparent mm. green plastic yeah. bowl that doubles as a symbol. There you go. It was such a weird thing. Like, it really stood out to me. I was like, what, what the fuck? Why did she bring up Pyrex? It's like, obviously, they wanted you to be able to see it was popcorn, but just do what you've done in other I things. Mean, just have a bowl with some popcorn sticking out the or top. Just or, like, you know, show her eating a piece of it. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Have every Like, why is she the only one with popcorn also? Like, nobody else has popcorn. Why do they just have everybody That's have like, a little she, thing of popcorn? Listen, she has low blood sugar. Leave her alone. Why is everybody always picking on uh, Cutler? I'm just kidding. Mix some M&M's in with that popcorn. It's good. <gasps> I love wow. mixing M&M's in popcorn. That yeah. shit is the bomb.com. mixing M&M's in anything. It's really encouraging. True. M&M's too. with other M&M's. Mm-hmm. It's really encouraging to know that uh, apparently men still aren't allowed to cry in the 22nd century. I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Yeah, why, yeah, why is Trip going to be so... Ashamed, ashamed of his emotions? It's like, come on, it's a touching movie. 
What movie was it? Does anybody know? Yeah, I'm sure Memory Alpha says. Some old-timey thing that was in the Paramount catalog. I didn't write it down. For which they did not have to receive rights. They they should have been been watching uh, Hellmouth there, or the fuck. That's not what it's called. Hellmouth? What? Um, Oh, fucking Sam Neill... Terror movie that they oh, used Event to put... There we go. Yes, yeah. they should definitely Hell write Mouth. Hell, uh, Event you know. Horizon. Well, Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Um, <laughs> any other things on your card, or should we shift on to? No. Like, and here's the like the question is because you know I, as I said this is a very polarizing episode. Like I, it so seems you're saying like there are people who like this episode. People who love this episode. Like right now, because I don't have a companion book for Enterprise. If it exists, I don't know what it is. So I've just kind of been reading. Just nobody's bothered. Yeah, <laughs> they're so there like, are, eh. there are two professional-ish reviewers that I've just kind of been following along and reading their reviews as we go. One of them gave it a one out of ten, hmm. and just basically wrote, "Here, I'll find it because it's pretty great." Ames, maybe you should write the I, Enterprise companion book. Ah, uh, no, not the companion book. It no, would just be pages and pages of what the fuck over and over. Far, I don't know. I would, I would pay for that. You could transpose all those call sheets. Okay, this comes from Tor.com. This is Keith uh, DeCandido, who is also a novelist. And he writes, I despise this episode with the fiery passion of a thousand white-hot suns. <laughs> Twenty years ago, after watching this episode, I decided to watch... To, I decided to stop watching Enterprise. I was so utterly disgusted by it. Mm. Dot, dot, dot. Going on, going on. In much the same way as TNG's Homeward disgusted me because it turned our theoretical heroes into murderers, so too with this episode. Just a morally repugnant, despicable, horrible, awful, revolting episode that's a blight on the franchise. Mm. So he didn't like it very much. So this guy didn't like it. The other guy who I'm following is Jammer's Review, reviews by Jamal Epsikokan, I want to say. And he gave it a 4 out of 4 and basically, his whole... Four out of four? Four out of four stars. First of all, what the fuck is up with that rating system? It's the, it's the four stars rating system. Yeah, a lot of things do that. Well, I, feel like, I feel like four stars ahead. used to be common, and now it's five stars. Now it's five stars? Yeah, we've anyway, added a star yeah. somewhere. Yeah. From, what I, from what I can tell between the two, I think this is Jammer's first watch through mm. Enterprise, while is it's Keith DeCandido's second watch through of Enterprise. And... I don't know, Jamal freaking loved this thing. And basically his whole review is just a love love poem to this episode. Which structurally and as a as a as storytelling and writing wise, it's written well. Yeah. I like the almost day-to-day quality of framing it as a letter to this doctor. Mm. It's the utterly pathetic science behind what they think this evolution is and the decision to turn Archer into a genocidal monster that just sink this to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, I think I think I, I agree with that. I think that this really did have the potential to be possibly one of the better episodes of the show overall. Yeah. If cer- cer- and certainly among the, sh- the episodes we've seen so far. Yeah, because like with Tuvix, there is a great debate to be had if you want to like boil it down to like what what should you do to a culture that is you know not yours and do you interfere that's an interesting debate yeah Yeah, and i think i think that they just missed a lot of opportunities here to do more with the mank i feel like in the end the mank Mm. became props just props (laughs) for you know for fox to make this the excuse but like i would have liked to have known more you know we we, they introduced that mank character who uh, you know, starts picking up English. Yeah, picks yeah, up like, English and starts, you know, and does like the organization of the the vials and everything. And 
thought that was interesting. Well, like, how can you say that they're, like, not evolved if they're doing... St- I mean... They make it such a big point. They say, oh, yeah, this almost never happens that you see two different species raised to this level of of evolution. Chris season, is laughing at something. Season three would like a word. What? They, uh... What? There's, there's a planet with many oh. species. Okay. Well, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. And they tease this episode that it's going to be that you know it's it's this very interesting thing that they never see, but they don't talk they don't talk about it at all. No. Yeah, yeah I got to admit, like having us talk about it, it's like, yeah, this was actually quite bad. <laughs> I was just so happy to see an episode that was kind of competent. Yeah. Well, because like, the flow was good. Yeah. Like, For the once. flow of it was good. The the number, like the the writing is quite good. The writing was good until and you even, get to this is what I think evolution is, and then yeah, call kind of strangling. And even the like, you know, B and C plots were like they were. I mean, arguably, when you're trying to decide about whether or not to ge- genocide a a group of people, maybe that's not the best time to be like, let me try to figure out more about humans uh, mating practices. Yeah. But even so. Paul, let me do dentistry on you right now and do the old dentist joke of ask you a question while my hand's in your mouth. Well, yeah, but remember that he only did that because he was trying to, like, get information from her about... Well, no, she really did have something wrong with her. Yeah, but I guess... Did she, though? But also, Ooh. 20 seconds. Yeah. But, he, but, he writes to, but he writes in his letter, like, I'm going to talk to the only person I think will have this. And then suddenly she has a tooth decay the thing problem. Is they talk all the time. He didn't need the excuse. I thought he was going to go to know, Trip because Trip is an honest person. Yeah, as but we've he, seen in multiple times. Well, Vulcans now. cannot tell a lie. But he <laughs> talks to, to Paul a lot. But, but also, like, really, again, by the 22nd century, we still have toxic masculinity and shitty old dental tools. Ooh. Like they cut oh, to the, they were just our dental tools. Yeah, but he had some. He did like they were clearly Sonic or something. Yeah, he did. Though. He did that that uh, filling or whatever the hell he did. Pretty lickety split. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I do like how this episode did go out of their way to tell us how much most of the crew just doesn't want to be around Flox to the extent that they included a scene where Flox is eating by himself, begs uh reed reed to, the sit, one... to sit with him and then reed has to make some excuse about how he has to go wash his hair yeah i asked jake <laughs> after this episode that's good good job was reed even in this and you have to remember me oh yeah he was the he was there. he turned down flox's invitation to eat food because otherwise reed isn't even in this episode trip either the only time we see trip is when he's crying in the movie no yeah. we do like see... a bitch with the guy with the burns yeah some Just one of kidding. his engineering friends got, got oh a, right got but, but that's it like that's not much you yeah know? that's it that's pretty little for trip and actually he wasn't in the next episode very much either yeah trip's week off yeah shocking speaking of the next episode yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we've talked for oh dear god so far long. too long well, about this. Even rossi after, is going to be very disappointed even after chris cuts that horrible story from jake well, I thought it was a good That's story. going straight to our Patreon sponsors. I ain't starting a Patreon. It's too much effort. You do it. We need to make stupid extra content for those bozos to listen to. I already bozos. make too much extra content. Yeah, so we should be putting it behind why a paywall. We, yeah, why are we paywalling Why are we giving it for free? Anyway, uh, Sleeping Dogs. Wow, wow. Which I think is racist against Klingons. <laughs> I'm disappointed this wasn't a Porthos episode. Sleeping I know, I'm saying. We really thought it should have been, oh, Sleeping Targs would be a cute name. Well, uh, anyway, we've encountered a vessel, and there's uh, faint life signs, and uh, we're going to go check it out. What? No, you're reading the previous synopsis again. No, that's the same. It's the same episode. It's actually the same. Do we leave, Do we save them or not? Hmm. Well, in this case, well, let's find out. We find a uh, bird of prey. 
No, 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 no it's not a bird of prey. It was a, it was a new ship. kind of scout ship. Oh, I, think we, I think we I thought, did it, it look like a bird of prey? Kind of? Not really. It looks more was like Was there a, a bird of prey later in the episode? They mention bird of prey are on the way, but we don't see them. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, it's I'm... one of the various Klingon ships we covered when we discovered, or when we discussed um, ship, ship chat. Yeah. And it's one that I think this is the only time we ever see this. Well, yeah. check out our blogtivity about Klingon ships if you want to see what we're talking about. It's cute. It it's is kind the, of uh, like... the Samrah. What does that say? Some Samra? Samra. Samra. It's kind of the baby version of the TNG Klingon cruiser. Sure. At any rate, there's a bunch of Klingons on there and they're sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Accurate. Um, they're sick. You're not um, wrong. It turns out that they, um, God, I really, I first thought this was going to be a goddamn Space Madness episode and I was so mad. They're like, it seems like they've ingested some neurotoxin. And I was like, oh no. Pants off. Oh but, man, who's who's showering with their clothes on? Actually, she was well, hanging out in a freezer. Yeah. Hey, you're right. Well, and um, at the end, we do get an oh, extra long decon Sadly, no no trip bulge this time, but what sadly. can you do? I, I did say sadly. Reed is freaking ripped. Yeah, no, he's, Damn. he's yummy. Too bad he's insufferable. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it turns out that our friends, the Klingons, have drank of some sarentine ale, which has made them all sick because it has neurotoxin. Thankfully, we can heal them. And we do. I don't really remember what the fuck else is going on here. It's a here. submarine movie. They, yeah. they go it's a on to the. Story they go space. on to the the Klingon ship, and it's like caught in the. It's it's caught in the. Um, it's in a gas giant. It's a gas giant, and it's gonna like implode. But they're trying to fix the ship. I don't really know. So, I don't remember. So, so. I don't remember. I, I knew before we came here, and I forgot. Jake is offering the help. There's Jake, a bunch, help okay. Jake. So there's these there's these rich people that want to no, go toward the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, they go down. It, it's a slow one. They go down to try to save this ship, and they do. Yeah. But Archer like, pretends he understands I mean, Klingons. Yeah, that, that was the, my main takeaway, was Archer like thinks that if you um, just say honor a lot, that yeah. you've now understood Klingons. Like, I was like, oh, great. He wants to figure out how to communicate with the lady Klingon. He's going to go in there and like punch her in the face, and then she's going to want to bang him. That would have been so much that more interesting. Been much yes, better. it would have been much it been, interesting. It would have been great. But he said he's like, oh, well, you really want your like, friends to have a dishonorable they... death? But that's what they absolutely should have done. They had, they should yeah, what, have had, so what they should have had a do? scene where T'Pol was like, well, T'Pol was on the other ship, but anyone, anyone could be like, she's a Klingon. Talk to her. Like, a like here's the, stu- the stupidest fucking thing. I want to kill Archer a lot. Um, how <laughs> many? Seem to be the theme. How fucking long has it been since Broken Bow when we saw a Klingon, and then another episode where we saw Klingons? That this is the first fucking time Archer is reading up on Klingons. You goddamn idiot! Oh, uh, foolish trip. man! Oh, Trippa Kapla! Says here. It says here. Kapla. Archer is the whitest man <laughs> in the history of Star oh Trek. My God. And I include TOS in I'll, that. I'll have a burrito jalapeno. <laughs> you got any tortillas? He is definitely the kind of guy that's as gracias to the waiter at the Mexican uh, restaurant. I heard someone once call Spanish Española. I feel oh like he does that, God. too. Fucking But he speaks Española. I mean, the problem was his linguist was off the ship True. and his Vulcan, so... Yeah, he was... 
It was him and Trip making shit up as they went along. Yeah, so it would have been so much more interesting <laughs> if he had been, if like when he's like, you have, I have to talk to her like a Klingon. Like if he had not, if he had just went in there and smacked her. Yes, that's then, what I expected. And that's like exactly what would have should have happened. Yeah. And then you could have actually had an actual, like funny, like uh, character story where like she does like kind of get like a. Ah, you well, it's like the time uh, O'Brien was. Oh, that Cardassian was into him yes. and didn't realize. That yes. was a funny thing. <laughs> She's like, "Well, you're you're verbally sparring with me, so I assumed you were trying to initiate mating." The problem is that, that Archer's a. Archer's... Let me, wait, let me check the notes. A patak. <laughs> <laughs> a patak. A patak. Patakwah. Like, I normally hate when people say this kind of thing because it's gatekeeping and shitty. But it feels like whoever wrote this show had never seen an episode of Star Trek. They never saw... But the problem is it's a lot of people that worked on all the previous series, so it really doesn't make I sense. The... Archer is just so boring and milquetoast. Yeah. So what does he actually do? When he finally, you know, reads the Klingon chapter of his encyclopedia, he decides to say, oh... Well, it turns out that your friends aren't dying honorably after all yeah, because basically. it was poison, not yeah. attack. He very oh, rationally right. explains to the mad Klingon woman mm-hmm. that 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 it's dishonorable and and use he uses fucking bitch ass logic. Yeah, that's Vulcan. That's a Vulcan. That's a thing. Vulcan bitch thing. But mm. I was very confused at first when uh, Admiral Forrest didn't show up, but then oh, it turned out to be Va- the Klingon. Von Armstrong yeah. was in the credits. Yeah, it turns out there was supposed to be somebody else playing that role, but he had to back out, or he wasn't available, or Von something Armstrong happened. Armstrong plays a fine Klingon. And then yeah. like, you know who'll do anything? Von <laughs> <laughs> Except that at the end, it looked like he was going to absolutely cry when Archer was like, yeah, but we'll just blow your shit up. And he was like, oh, I'm going. Because Archer was right, and imagine getting blown up by Ar- Archer. Archer's like, I'll make you look like a real patak when I blow up your ship. Kapla. Kapla. So, <laughs> so <laughs> That's good, Ames. This nice. isn't interesting, but it's more interesting than this episode. Good, good. Uh, the woman that played the Klingon mm. um, was I can't hot. Remember either her character's name or her real name. Her character's name is Buka. Right, right. I yes, that's I made a childish joke. She, weirdly enough, years later would go on to be in an episode of Bacula's NCIS. Hmm. I wonder if they reminisced. I hope he punched her in the face because he should have been this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I was so bummed because it was really exciting. He's like, "Well, I have to go talk to her like a Klingon," and I was like, "Fuck yeah, Bakula, get it!" And then, and then nothing. Like, Ooh, then it was like, "Do something no, interesting." It's a, it's a nice <laughs> bunch of crewmates you got there. Be a shame if something dishonorable happened to them. Oh, he used my my kryptonite honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Says here that if they die not in battle, they won't get to go to stop. Stavaker. Stouffer's lasagna. Stouffer's lasagna. I also would have taken. <laughs> oh I also would have taken that. He goes in and is just so like pathetic. She's like, "Stop the torture! I will help you. No one is this stupid." And he's like, "Yes. Aha! You fell for it. My plan all along." And then he runs off and cries. Yes. Yeah. But it looked like say, a real patak in front of my new friend. <laughs> in contrast to the Archer B plot, which was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of liked the people on the on the ship. Uh, yeah, I like plot. I like a good submarine plot, and I know like the the writer. Did I write him down? I did. Writer Fred Decker 
was inspired by the Kursk submarine disaster, which Ugh. just sounds terrible. Any submarine disaster yeah. just it's hard is to have automatically a, a horrifying. Well, because like, how does it end? It either like fills with water and everybody drowns in a fucking tube, or it Im- fucking implodes. Oh, this one ex- this one blew up in a different oh. way. Well, that oh. sounds great. It turns out they they were doing some drills and they loaded a torpedo that was leaking and and first that one blew up and killed everybody in that room and then all the other ones blew up and killed everybody else and everybody who was in who like locked themselves in the final room and they're running out of air and they tried to like fix it so that they'd get more air and then they accidentally blew up too fuck dude so really and there's a ton of fallout about this because the Russians handled it poorly this was a Soviet of course they did yeah, the, the Russians handling something yeah. poorly uh, that, that's so. just like if that, only we could have just kept shooting monkeys into space any Russian disaster regardless of which government they were under at the time the Russians handled it poorly is how you end that report <laughs> Yeah, like super poorly. But I, the thing is, like, I don't think you could have saved any of them if you tried. So. Well, no, no, no. But, but they, they didn't try. <laughs> yeah, they, it was know. way too late. There was ton of ton of like, wow, Putin was seen like enjoying a day on, like in his. Like, oh, so this a, was recent. Yeah, this was, this was in the news probably when this. Yeah, episode. this was definitely in the news when this episode went up because this was August twelfth, two thousand. Oh, I didn't realize Putin had been around that long. Yes. Oh, he's ex KGB. He's been around forever. Well, but he was. Yeah, he was. He's yeah, and he's like having a picnic whilst the the rest of the the, the country is like, how do we save these that's people? Like a, that's a real Chris, Chris Christie Christy move. Yeah. <laughs> thought, yeah, yeah, <sighs> uh, yeah. But down, you know. But yeah, I thought the yeah. No, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, I agree with Jake that the um that what was happening on you know on the ship was interesting, and I liked that like Hoshi and Paul are kind of like buds now I a like little that bit. Too. Like I. I I just like, I like when girls are friends. I loved the scene where T'Pol is teaching Hoshi this meditation thing because Mm. Hoshi is... panic attack. ...freaking out about Targs or something. Oh, Uh, yeah, those Targs looked terrible, but it was nice to see them. Good to see Targs. Yeah, and it was a nice thing that T'Pol did because you you can imagine T'Pol the whole... Any day of her is like, ah, fucking goddamn humans, they don't get it. And here she actually helps one of them, Mm. and it's a nice moment for her. Mm. Even Reed got to... Do stuff that was not obnoxious in this episode. Yeah. Wasn't it all significant that no. he had a cold? I think it was. I love that you knew where I was going. Yeah, Thank you, no, Chris. It was, I, I don't think it was either. I thought he was going to maybe get the people on board sick or something. Like, I was kind of waiting for it to be like, uh, you know, he. It, all an allegory for why we should give people who work in like you know food services days off right so that they cannot <laughs> sneeze in your burrito and give you COVID or whatever like that's kind of what I expected was that he was going to accidentally give like whatever cold thing he had to whoever was on that ship or like maybe take a day off whatever was ki- killing the Klingons had become airborne but Somehow, because he was already ill, it didn't affect him. Or because he couldn't smell, maybe something would have come out of that. But it it really just, yeah, it just seemed to be just for the sake of that joke, in giant air quotes, where T'Pol and and Hoshi were like, oh god, do you smell that? And he's like, no! Oh, that was a great noise, That was disgusting. (laughs) Good luck listening to that one later. Just put the pimple story in over that noise. (laughs) Yeah, make that put that sound on repeat. So it's just no, please don't like, for like five minutes while Jake do, tells his story. I do want people to listen to our podcast. <laughs> wow, um, I'm really sorry to tell you, Ames, but half of us do, half of us don't. It, it's evidently, constant yeah. uh, tension. I want um, people to listen. I just want them to have to listen to everything I say. <laughs> 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 to be fair, you're a Caitlin supercut. Uh... Oh man. <laughs> 
No, because the thing is, is a Caitlyn supercut would just be like, <laughs> dicks! <laughs> that would be the whole thing, just over and over again. <laughs> so, the thing for me, it's like, the problem for me was just that, like, you're right, the main plot, like, I guess was kind of interesting, but it needed to work better with the B-plot, and the B-plot was bad. Because Archer's yeah, it was Archer. Yeah, yeah it, and the grapplers worked for a change. Yeah, yeah, they worked. did. I, uh, Archer was like, can we genocide these Klingons, maybe? Right? I, I appreciate, maybe, the restraint on the writers. In that they had, you know, Trip do the harpooning. And didn't have him do something about, like, we hogtied it like a bull in a rodeo! Yee-haw! I that's Floridian. It isn't, but it's generic, it's generic Southern, and I don't... Wait, trust he's from these Florida? writers to know yeah, the difference. Yeah, there'll be a, a wrangling on like a gator, maybe. There we go. There you go. He wrangled yeah, that gator. He's Floridian. Yeah. He's why has he got an accent? Because Floridians sometimes have accents. Floridians sometimes have accents. No. No, a friend of mine is Floridian, and whenever he goes home to Florida, comes back, and his accent is like, ha ha, so very. It's funny. resurfaced. It's oh, a good I mean, one. when I used to go home for Christmas break in college, I would come back with an accent, but like. But, you know, some Floridians do have, like, a twang. That's wild. It just depends on the part of Florida. Well, I didn't realize that fucking Florida could be any worse. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yay. Sorry, no offense to your friend name. Oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. You know, I, I don't get us wrong. Like, all offense to Florida. I, I love, you know, my greatest wish well, is that there goes our two listeners from Florida, Actually probably. could saw it off, like, in that Bugs Bunny cartoon. That's that would big. solve so many of our problems. Mm. There are planes, though. They could still get to us. You need a big, a big space laser just to like cut a big. Mm. big but then, how would we get to Disney World? There's one in California. We'll just use That's that one. Disneyland. It's smaller. Well, yeah. they'll build that one up anyway. There's sorry. earthquakes in California. All right, we'll build one in. There's fucking flooding and shit in Florida. Though. We'll build one in 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 Jersey. Suck. Everywhere sucks. That's is true. The answer. Everywhere, Everywhere sucks. Except New Zealand. That place seems pretty awesome. Seems pretty cool. Yeah. Plus, they talk great. They do. Yeah. They get good talks. There's kiwis. It's Australia without the terror bugs. And yeah, kiwis are great. They are so big. How big are kiwis? Like the size of a fucking chicken. Oh, I always thought they were like... I thought they were smaller also. Like the size of a pigeon, but... No, they're big boys. Yeah, they're like... I've seen photos like a grown adult holding them like in two arms. They are big. Big chonkers. There are... I I think there is a subspecies that's kind of small. But the actual mainline kiwi is much bigger than you'd realize. Mainline kiwi. I I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, Same. Do you know know what... Do you know what Zealandia? You guys really... I learned about this recently. Zealandia? No, tell me more. So... Is that a theme park? No, no. Damn it. Zealandia (laughs) is... Is an actual, real life, mostly lost continent. Oh, I did just read about this. Yes. That so New Zealand, are like, is basically mountain like a mountain range. Okay. That is on this continent that used to be in, I guess, in the Pacific Ocean. I don't know if it was the Pacific Ocean at the time. Probably wasn't anything at the time because there were no humans. But where New Zealand is. Was a another continent, smaller continent. Like so, smaller, out, so is the not continent Pan- still there and underwater? So outside of Pangaea, it might have been part. Of, it what? was probably part of. Yeah, they, well, they just recently mapped it, and I think what they think is it had been, but when the continents broke apart, unlike the others, it just kind of sank. Oh. Oh, giant kiwi bird. Oh my god. Yeah, no, they are fucking much huge. larger than you'd think. I want a kiwi and I want a fucking capybara. Oh, friend. 
Uh, wow, how did we get here? So Florida uh, man is Florida, yeah, we're is, is talking, harpooning. Yeah, which is like gotta be a real a real insult to to read that like they bullseye a fucking moving target with the harpoon. Reed's not even at the controls. Well, you know, he's just so used to 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 uh, to to fuck. Good. I was gonna do a womp rat joke because uh... you know. Luke is basically from Space, Florida. I did adore it when, you know, Hoshi, Hoshi doing a good job with all the translating. Yes. Yeah. It sounded like a lot of, like, jargon and shit. And she's like, something, something, photon torpedoes. And out of fucking nowhere, oh, Reed yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 pops yeah, yeah, yeah. up like a fucking, like, whack-a-mole. Like, uh, home. Oh, and they you said the magic word. They're, they're definitely stealing that technology. Oh, they like, should. <laughs> yeah, I, I made many jokes about like just his raging boner whenever they talk about <laughs> weapons. Yeah, but like he did. I we know that they have photon torpedoes in the future. Mm. They don't have them now. Mm-mm. The Klingons do have them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Questionable, Reed. Where's your prime directive now? Oh wait, it's funny. <laughs> they get to the galley. And I go, oh, apparently the Klingons haven't invented refrigeration. Then the door opens and she walks out of the fridge like, well, that's me immediately proven wrong. Yes, yeah, well, well, here's the thing. You'll recall that Klingons, they probably are like refrigerating vegetables and shit. Like shit that, that would go bad because they do not eat meat that's been dead for very long. Yeah. Kern, yeah. if you'll recall, gets very upset when they try to feed him a turkey. Turkey, I think, right? Yeah. 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 How long has this bird been dead? Well, That's even, why they keep the targs alive. I was gonna say they even mentioned that in this episode. They're like they like their meat to be fresh. Mm. Oh, I didn't realize they ate targs. That made me pretty well. I mean, that's because it had probably been served days ago before they all got the space madness mm. or whatever. You think that's how they like? You know, when the time comes, is that how you deal with your pet with honor? Eating it. Possibly. Klingons would have survived I mean, getting to the South Pole. They had no problem eating the dogs. Jesus. Scott. Yeah. And the horses. Mm. I mean, it could, it could just other. be, I mean, maybe there's different, like, there are people that have pet cows and pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and chickens. So and they're maybe, delicious. Yeah, and, maybe, and, and so there's livestock targs and there's pet targs. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. the pet targs become the livestock well, targs. Maybe this is like the Scott expedition. Or I just said that. No, or your wow. or your or your bitch wife lets your t- targ out. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Lady Sorella, I love. Never you. saw him again. God, I love that bitch. <laughs> so good. That is still just one of the best things. Is how much he loves his his horrible <laughs> crazy wife. bitch of a wife. She said the targ goes or I go, and I said, well, you know what's gonna happen, and she said, oh yeah, and let that motherfucker out the door. <laughs> I never loved her more than I loved her in that moment. Well, speaking she's of, badass, though. no, she's yeah. the best. Did you notice that they said "tough little ship" and then all fan, all the fans wanked? What happened? They said "tough little ship." Who that's said? What, that's what Riker says to Worf. Oh right, right. I missed it. I I missed it too, to be honest. Oh wow, yeah, because that's what Riker says to Worf. They say it another time in First Contact. That is okay. What's the other time they say it? They that's say the it. only time I can. No, there's another time they say oh, "tough little there? ship" in. in um, Star Trek. And here's, this one, is the third time now. Ship. You sure you're not thinking of nice, good tea, nice house? Uh, no. Because yeah, no. those are different words entirely. <laughs> what? No. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not sure what else. They, might, they, they probably do say it another time, but the time I was thinking of is, is in first contact. Yeah, I think... Because Worf goes, literal. He's offended. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd look it up, but I don't care at the moment. Yeah. 
But yeah, I enjoyed the the on the on the sub stuff just because it also feels so cramped. Mm. It was never quite as tense as it probably could be because by the time you realize, oh, you guys are getting crushed to death. It took me all episode to realize you were in actual danger because yeah. you're not really acting like it. Well, no. they didn't do a good job, yeah, at all showing that yeah. until the end. And then they're like, oh, shit, the ship is We have to get out of here. And then Hoshi screams at them, just light all the fucking photon torpedoes. And you're like, Hoshi, do you do you know physics? Do you know what's going to happen? No, but she's uh, she's finally learned how to meditate. And she is, she is her best self now. Look, yeah. she's basically like, all right, my options are either crushed to death or we try this insane plan that will either work or vaporize me. Die with honor. Yeah, like, I'd rather be vaporized or live than get crushed. I actually think this could have been interesting if they had if they had found another living Klingon mm. on, on, that was still on the ship. Who had conscious it. Klingon. Though, yeah, so yeah. Most yeah, of yeah they're all, so yeah, but like another conscious Klingon who, like... Conscious Klingon. They would have had to, like, work together to... Fix the ship. I think that's part of the disappointment too. Is like because they had Archer be such a fucking dweeb. Kapla. We really just didn't get because usually, usually, like, let's be honest. Usually, whenever a Klingon, a, a, a woman Klingon shows up, it's a good time. You know, you've got we've got lady, hey, hey, hey. lady. Oh me. boy, not till we get our till, not when we get to our checkoff discussion today. I, I, I don't know. TNG on. I, okay. Yeah, right, no, sure, no. Sure. The, if there's a, listen, if there's, if like, there's a titty window, it's about to be a good time. No, no, I just mean like, but yeah, Lady Cirilla. Wife, Lady Cirilla, Grilka, Kalar, like they're usually some oh, yeah. of the best written Klingons we get. Laurel. But this Which poor woman the, gets to the do. The one that uh, married Quark. Grilka. Grilka. Yeah, that's Grilka, right. Uh, but like. talk about Lursa and Bates. That's it, that's it. Yeah. They're. Yeah, they're all right. They're presences. Um, they're yes. They have presence. This woman isn't a presence because they don't give her anything to work off of. She's working off of fucking two percent milk as a human. Oh, the <laughs> comment Jake made was, "Why is she talking like an NPC in a video game?" Yeah, yeah. she really, like she even like her facial expressions that the actress was doing kind yeah. of like didn't match anything she was it saying. Was very, ever. It was very. It was Maybe like it was, it, it was very like Maybe. you know obs- um, obsidian obsidian. Like NPC obsidian, it's a video game. Oh sure, she seemed uh, very pleased with herself about the uh, beer, had, the beer that they drank. The voice actor. Yeah, oh, was, cool. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think that was part of the disappointment. Was like usually when a when a Klingon woman shows up, she's a presence. That's a great way to put it. And she just, and I, I don't blame the actress. I blame the writing. And again, putting her up against our Captain Milk Toast. Oblivion. 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 Oh yeah, Obsidian's a publisher. Yeah, they're a publisher. Oh, Oblivion, like Skyrim, the Skyrim Yeah, games. yeah, it was the fourth one, the one right before Skyrim. The one your sister really liked. Yes. It's pretty good. I haven't played it in long enough to have forgotten the name, so... Mm. Well, speaking of NPCs, oh boy, we had another... Mayweather got another line. Oh, God, and poor Mayweather. It's such I, a shame. And I just wrote down, Shut up, Mayweather. No one cares about your childhood after everything that happened in... What was the episode? We did? Uh, fortunate fortunate son. son. Fortunate fucking son. You know what's amazing? I forgot he had a line. <laughs> except, you just reminded me, he said something and I went, shut up, Mayweather. Yes! But then I forgot he had a line, even though just like you, I went, shut up, Mayweather. We used Poor to call Mayweather. sirens. That's right, yeah. Um, oh, shut up, Mayweather. No one yeah, asked you. Uh, he did, although, Poor to his Mayweather. credit, he did get put in charge of the bridge again. <gasps> and we didn't get subjected to another scene of him... 
getting caught sitting in the Creaming captain's chair. In the chair. <laughs> wow. Kept your chair warm for you, Captain. Uh, you oh, farted no. all over it, trip. didn't you, Trip? Oh, and they're Floridian farts, too. Oh, they smell like gator and Cajun food. <laughs> that's not Florida, but that's what Trip is to me. I, I really, I feel like Trip should be from Louisiana. Here's the thing. I feel like they say he's from Florida, but really he's just the South. And I think the writers probably don't understand either. They're just treating him as... It's kind of like how originally they weren't going to define where Sulu was from so he could be sort of just pan-Asian. Trip is pan-American Southern. Pan-South American? No, wait. That's not mm. it. Yeah, both episodes this week also had these kind of like nothing teasers, which is everything before the yeah, uh, yeah, opening yeah. credits. Because the first one was just Phlox feeding his animals, and that was it. All and eating he, a caterpillar. All, yeah, all that happens was, oh, I think he took a picked up a turd from one of them or he something. Did, yeah. Unless it was an egg, was I don't quite know. Egg. It looked like a turd. I'm pretty sure it was a turd. And then this one was just Reed and Hoshi doing yeah, target practice. Yeah. And all they're doing is target practice, and then suddenly, oh, we've dropped out of warp, and that's it. That's yeah, all I, that happened in that teaser. Again, like his cold, I was expecting that to matter again later. But it mattered even, so little. We put a gun in her hands in the sub and it, nothing happens with it. Yeah, like, because I honestly forgot, when you said that there was a nothing opening, I had already, for, we watched this like several hours ago today, and I'd already forgotten what the cold open was. Cold open. Yeah, Jesus, I feel like show. Enterprise in particular doesn't know how to... Structure? Structure. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. Create tension. Yeah, they definitely can't do that. The most tense thing so far has been those shroomies walking around in the dark corridors in that one from last week. Yeah. With the shroom people. Mm, the That one, yeah. <sighs> I just, I think so far my takeaway is there's no real interesting characters. I feel like the other shows... By this time, like we're fourteen episodes. Yeah. I know it's killing me. Like, there was already interesting shit going on. Like I was already, I already thought Bellano was cool, and I wanted to know more about her. I already, I already thought that Tom Paris was cool, and wanted to know more about her. I thought, I already thought the Doctor was cool, and wanted to know more, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Never thought Chakotay was cool. You know, he's and, chill. He's not cool. <laughs> and the same with the DS9 cast. Yeah, oh, yeah from day one, it, the DS9 cast. Admittedly, TNG. It had some pretty milquetoast characters, but they had a few standouts. Data, I guess. Riker. There, there was enough there to keep you going like, this might get good. Yeah. And once they fixed the writer's room, it did. But this show just doesn't, hasn't given me reason to give a shit about any of the characters whatsoever. I just, I, I, I lay so much at the feet of the producers. They clearly just chickened out on everything the more i think about it jake the more your point from a week or two ago with like were they trying to avoid like tv 14 ratings mm. i kind of wonder if that actually did factor in it, oh, it's... but but we were, we were going to apply more goo in the decon room we right? didn't, we didn't oh even put the goo God. on this week, though. They why were... didn't archer go in the decon? i had the That's same question said, like, he, he did was... Archer? No, he didn't. Archer was right back on the bridge. No, 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 no. I'm saying Chris did say oh, that. Oh, Chris no, did no, no, say No, 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 no. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. No, sorry. I was confirming that Chris said that. I believe. We yeah, I believe. It. Archer was on the Klingon ship, too. Yeah. Like, what? Well, maybe he did. Listen, let's let's just assume that he deconned on his own and they spared us having to look at Scott Bakula's mostly naked body. I've already seen him mostly naked too many times. We're only 14 episodes in. Mm. I, mean, I, just, I just watch a lot of... Scott Bakula porn. Oh, really? 
Yeah, big time. It's a, I it's had a no huge, idea he did porn. It's a huge Pornhub genre. It's like oh, they have a whole category. Scott Bakula. Scott Bear Bakula. <laughs> That's really good. That is, that yeah, is great. That, hey, bring, bring in the blue. If I ever go into porn, I know my name now. <laughs> Scott Bear Bakula. Oh my god. Oh, uh, you're catching this. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! That, oh my god! All right, we ain't topping that. Let's move on to Chekhov. We're moving on to Chekhov. You know, nope. another Scott Bakula is doing all the topping. Another <laughs> character that we also probably know more about than any of these characters, and he only joined in season two. The Russians. He fuck. I was gonna refer back to the Russians not handling things well, but positively, I don't know. You know, like a little lady in Leningrad. Hmm. The inventors of Scotch. Okay, mm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna start. All right, did you prefer the correct character this week? I did. Yay! I did. So tell us about Uhura. <laughs> I joked earlier in our chat. I was like, oh fuck! I thought it was Odo week. <laughs> um, oh no. So I got I got three for our boy Chekhov. Yes. Uh, and this Ready? is gonna sound like negatives. Ready for it? These are they're gonna sound like negatives, but I'm gonna explain most, why they're good. Most of mine seem the same. So being a little wimp <laughs> in um. The Deadly Years, because... That's the title, right? Yes, it is. Because, like, he didn't come across, like, a horribly mangled or mutilated... He came across an old guy, like, dead in a chair. Which sucks, but does not justify... <gasps> but because he was such a little pants-wetting coward, <laughs> they found a cure for the old age disease. There you go. Two. Pants-wetting coward. Getting his ass murdered. At the OK Corral. Really? Because that's how they realized they don't have to follow the story. Right, because his character was supposed, supposed to, to die. Yep. And three, an actual good moment for our poor ham sandwich loving boy. Well, that's technically not Pavel, but, you know. Let New Hora go first in Star Trek Four. That's a really good one? Because, yeah, like he's letting someone else go. He's taking a risk, and it did almost kill him. It, it entirely inconvenienced everyone else on the ship. Well, that's because they chose to go back for him. Ugh. He had a serious head injury. Yeah, I'm just saying, he chose to let someone else go first. And that's, you know, I'm a coward. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you would. I don't know. I still think it's a t the, the worst idea because <clears throat> you don't leave a Russian in 1984. Come on, they didn't know 86. that. They didn't even know what money was. Practically. Yeah. What, 86? What a great year. Hmm. Not really. Those are mine. He'll have to vaporize you. Does he threaten to vaporize that guy? Or no, does he say vaporize or stun? Stun. He yeah. I will have to stun you. Yeah, okay, good. Then he That's doesn't vaporize him. He doesn't vaporize him. I'll go. Will you? This is just a great, this is like one of my <laughs> favorite lines, and I think that Walter does a great job delivering it. In Star now, now I know you're lying. In Star Trek Six, <laughs> oh, in Six, when when they have detected a power surge emanating from beneath the ship, mm. they say, "Chekhov, are you detecting any power surges?" <laughs> and he goes, "Only the size of my head." That is a good, that is line. A good delivery. Yeah, I forgot as about he, that as line. Extremely hungover, <laughs> and I like that delivery. So good on you. I only brought. I only thought of this one because this episode was on TV the other day. But kind of taking over for Spock in the immunity syndrome when Spock's AFK 
Chekhov kind of takes over. Oh, the science station for the science. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so like, he's not he's not just the the kid that sits <laughs> just next a to, pretty face. He's not just the kid that sits next to Sulu. He's also does sciencey shit sometimes. Hmm. The last one is uh, another uh, sort of uh, another. I don't know. I guess a good Walter moment, but when our crew is putting the siege on uh, Friendship Planet Paradise, whatever. Um, whatever yeah, from five. Five. Okay. Uh, he's he's on the horn, sweet talking Cybok to distract him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Captain, Captain he's Chekhov. like, hey, baby, what you wearing? Um, and he does a good job. What the fuck is that town called? It was called like not Neural. Friendship One. I'll remember it later. It'll yeah, I'll look it up. It'll be great. Nimbus? Was it Nimbus? Mm, maybe. No, I think Nimbus was the planet. Oh, and the town was called something stupid. Yeah, it was <laughs> something like symbolic and dumb. Yeah. Nimbus 3, maybe? Anyway. But anywho. Good choices, Jake. Do you have any, Caitlin? You love you love Chekhov. Do you got to have a whole list. Oh, boy. Uh, you would think that. Um... One of my favorites is when he doesn't snitch like a bitch that Scotty started the fight in Trouble with Tribbles. Aww. Holds good, his tongue. Good, good man. Good man. Man, I don't know. They're all good, dude. The thing is, is like the original series was so long ago. And my memory from today is bad. I'm trying to think what else. Well, can... I know you also play him when you do. Well, yeah, but that's that's the other thing too. What are is... some good moments from then? Well, uh, so the problem is, is my favorite one isn't real because he's not in the naked time. Oh no, <laughs> he's not in there. And um, you know, Liz does take some liberties for me um, to like get me lines and stuff, and she's good, good to me. Doesn't he like do some weird dancing stuff to try to like fake people out at one point? In high mud, yes, that's a good one. I like that. I feel like he really gets into it. He does. And I've already got a screen screen for that one because I I, I knew that one was going to come up. And the delivery of Botany Bay (laughs) is great. Um, It doesn't really feel like that counts, but for me it counts because it's one of my favorite moments. And man, what a scream he gives when he gets the bug in the ear. That's true. That's a good scream. Yeah. He he is yeah, and he survives the, the bug in the ear too. Like he he that thing comes out of him and he's yeah. still alive, which is more than I can say about Terrell. Well, he's he's Russian. They're Terrell, used to suffering. Terrell just True. like oh god, poor Terrell shot himself to avoid shooting. Yeah, Kirk. yeah. rip Terrell. But things don't go Terrell well. For him. Also, didn't shoot Kirk. So yeah, so both of them did a great they job, did a not, good job shooting not shooting Kirk. Kirk. As tempting as it was. But we're not having a Terrell day, so we'll just, you know, honorable, honorable mention for Terrell. I've got a couple more to, to list off of. He destroys the space potato in the motion picture. <laughs> he does do that. I don't remember this at all. Oh, I was trying to think of a way to work in that stupid scene. Thank when, you. When the ship, it's, when the warp crazy. drive goes crazy and they get stuck in a warp thing with a asteroid that looks like a potato and his already crazy accent sounds even crazier in slow motion yeah Yeah. (laughs) except it was like 45 (laughs) seconds because it it was the motion picture and they did not know how to edit they didn't. They really didn't. I also just find this charming, but uh, Hurricane Walter in the Final Frontier, I find very endearing. When he's being the way, he's like, oh, it's, there's a storm oh, oh. coming in. Hurricane, Hurricane Walter. Walter. <laughs> I did consider that. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, even though, like, I, I 
wouldn't be surprised if any of you put it on your bad bad moments list, but I think it's just adorable. Oh shit, bad moments. I don't have any of those. Oh, um, I barely had good moments. It's I just have to, I just want to remark how um, how interesting it is how many times the final frontier has come up in our good I, moments. Yeah, so I mentioned far. it a few weeks ago in an episode that like, hasn't gone live. But yet. like it's still like I like I know, remember you saying that and it keeps coming it does. back up. There, there are really, good characters. There's like a lot of good moments are we in that talking movie. Is that five? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Five is a good entertaining movie. There are things about it that are complete shit, but there's lots of good stuff yeah, in there, I man. Think we're learning this. I like I've sort of always you've always liked known. it you, a little you, bit. You knew you knew. I said that. I, there are definitely like I would rather. Well, that's right. Actually, when we ranked them all, I would rather watch five than one or three any day of the week. Six is definitely like probably the best, and two is great, and four, four is, is great. great. But three is terrible, and one was barely watchable, and five at least. Like honestly, five for me is worth the price of admission just by the entrance, the uh, opening scene where Cybok is chilling with Voldemort, and Voldemort <laughs> somehow knows that he's a Vulcan. Like that for me is like one of my most quoted Star Trek lines, and I fucking love it. So, good job, Shatner. I mean, it's yeah. certainly it's certainly better than most of the TNG films. Oh yes, I would rather watch that than any of the TNG films, save First Contact. Yeah, First Contact. First Contact's great. Plus, we get sexy Borg Queen. And you know how oh, we feel yeah. about that. You know, like oh. see Picard get his knob polished by that that lady. In, I like I like Insurrection. Insurrection. So. Uh, but I do have a couple more checkoff moments that I also like. Yay, tell us, Ames. Uh, I think it was nice that he went shopping with Uhura. I thought that, too. Yay! I almost said that. I was like, it's so nice, because, like, you know. It's just a sweet little moment. Like, oh, yeah, you guys are you guys are buddies. I she mean, wanted to go shopping, and I thought that would help her. I mean, yeah, sure, nice it's like, job. oh, yeah, we need something for checkoff to do for, for, for a scene. You know, might as well have him hang out with Uhura. I love that. Uh, I love all the little screams when he's in the agony booth in Mirror Mirror. Oh, yeah. After his mutiny. What was he fucking thinking? Mirror Mirror Chekhov's like, ah, yes, I'm the helmsman or whatever. Surely this will work. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly doesn't understand his uh, position. All right, just a couple honorable mentions. Uh, his little PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of Scott's brain was very funny. He also used the phaser uh, rock Sulu maneuver in Spock's brain. But really, yeah, the, most of the credit there still goes to Sulu. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, he, is he, that he, a Sulu did. maneuver or is that a Yeoman Rand maneuver? Well, she, yeah. no, she did the oh, coffee. coffee. You're right, yeah, you're right. It's coffee right. specifically. It's Rand. If it's a rock, it's Sulu. Well, wait, didn't Doc also do a rock? Yeah, but it was still after Sulu. Sulu first? Okay, fair enough. I couldn't remember, so yep, thank yep. you. Now, what happens, though, if you use the heated rock to make coffee? Is that like a Rand Sulu maneuver? Well, I think that's actually just a brand new thing at that point. Uh, That would be a Chris maneuver, because you're the first one. And Um, you're a coffee fanatic, so it all works. absolutely plotting to mutiny with Sulu in Turnabout Intruder Mm -hmm. when the woman was acting as Kirk's body and everything was wrong and, God, she needed to stop. Uh, But possibly, possibly the best thing Chekhov did in the entire franchise was not being in TAS. <laughs> Good job, Walter. But he did write the Infinite Vulcan. <laughs> but that wasn't Pavel. True. That was just Walter. Walter. Wait, which was the Infinite Vulcan? The one with the giant Spock. Spock giant 2. Spock. You remember Spock 2? No, I have like... Honestly... I wrote a whole fanfic about Spock 2. <laughs> I don't remember that either. Caitlin mm-hmm. rarely gets our fanfics. That was the, that was the one where Tuvok met... Spock too. Spock, well, he met Spock 
Oh yeah, or yeah, that's there's right. Another, that's it right. was it was a descendant of Spock too. Right, he didn't shrink down. It was a later one. Yes. God. All right, I got I got two moments for Pavel. Two. Cool. Where we're gonna be like, oh Pavel, come on, man. One just I know we've probably already said about, but like, aside from Kirk, he's probably the most overtly racist about the Klingons in six. Mm. Oh God, yeah. It's yes, like, come on, coming to dinner. Come on, Pavel. Um, Why'd you make him sound like Cheech? <laughs> <laughs> or one <wasn't> Chong? <laughs> uh, and my other one. <laughs> what the Jesus. Fuck? You did. I, did. I thought I was doing a Russian thing. It didn't work. <laughs> he killed Spock. Which time? By half-assing scanning the SETI Alpha system, he set the events of Wrath of Khan oh, into motion. He's like, what? You mean we can't just have one little uh, organism? No, not even that. Oh, he does didn't it notice. Have to be completely lifeless? That's he didn't it. notice a whole ass planet was missing. Not just yeah, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Was he the only one? So, so, so what? The science officer couldn't have noticed. Apparently, oh. at the time, it was his job to look at the scanner and look at the system. I'm just saying. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, Chekhov fucked up scanning the SETI Alpha system, and Wrath of Khan happened. Yeah. Wow, this is bullshit. But again, like, and that was that was on my list. Although for for me, it was actually the, you know, one tiny life form. There's like fifty fucking people. Like it's not true. Like, he's yeah, like maybe maybe it's, a, maybe it's a piece of of inanimate matter stuck on the sensor. No, there's like a shitload of people. Well, but maybe like the Botany Bay was shielding them somehow or something. They weren't even in the Botany Bay. They were out hanging outside. Oh, I thought that they were camping in that thing. Well, they were, but <coughs> but when Tyrell and Chekhov went down there, they were out, outside. Well, but maybe they booked it when they saw the ship coming in oh, or something. Maybe. How hard really would it be to find a completely lifeless planetoid? <laughs> Probably pretty, easy, pretty fucking yeah. easy. Yeah. Especially if your machine <clears throat> is fucking magic. And maybe, yeah. anything well, maybe, into it's, a, maybe it's not. Maybe it also has to be like in the habitable zone true, of a star. True. That's gonna, yeah, Which that's gonna complicate like you need, you need like a Mercury type planet. But in the habitation But zone. in the habitable zone. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. right, but if, it, if it's in the habitable zone, probably it's inhabited by something. Yeah. By a space yeah. flea. So it's completely lifeless. Like, the other thing is like on that planet, like, Sure, we we find the couple dozen of Khan's followers. They're subsisting on something. Yeah. So there's probably a lot more stuff going yeah, down on that. They're planet. probably just eating the those bugs. Still, there's a lot of bugs. Yeah, Chekhov so, really screwed the pooch we, we on that know one. There's some Poor Don Donner party shit going on too. Yeah. Look, I mostly have nice things to yeah. say about him. But that's what that's what really happened to Khan's wife. Mm. They were oh, like, no. oh yeah, she got McGivers. sick and we ate the fuck I mean, out of her. There definitely were a lot more people in Spacey than Wrath Khan, so mm. non-zero chance. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna swap. So yeah, I did have that on my list, but I'm gonna swap it out. Uh, this was just kind of silly. I, I, it's like one of those iconic moments. I just always found it to be kind of stupid and unnecessary nuclear vessels. Mm. That's what I said, in Alameda. In Alameda. Um, well, you're wrong, but that's all right. That's fair. No, you're not wrong. It's cool. But I, I just find it very, very dumb that he says vessels because I... Yeah. That he doesn't isn't normally even, talk like that. That isn't even part of the accent. Oh, that's when he says vaporize. When? When talking about the shoes in Star Trek Six. Oh, um, when he didn't check Dax's fucking feet. Well, yeah, specifically the crewman Dax Cinderella thing. It's just goofy. Mm. Which, and I actually like the scene, but it is, it's like, it makes him look pretty dopey. It does. 
I'm going to say getting played by his ex in The Way to Eden. Yeah. Um, who basically just tricks him into giving up everything. Yeah. I remember that episode, us being like, wow, Chekhov is acting entirely out of character the whole episode long because the girl, Irina, um, was basically like, you know, for this free spirit thing and Chekhov is suddenly like this hard-ass That's military right. type yeah. out of fucking nowhere? Mm. Who is this man? Yeah, that, I forgot about that. And I had an honorable mention, I'll just bring it up, even though we'd say this at the end because it already did come up with another thing. But just say... So exactly what Caitlin said earlier about Chekhov, Mirror Chekhov's. What the fuck did he think he was doing with that mutant? <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Chekhov, who the fuck do you think you are? You're Chekhov. We pay you in ham sandwiches. I think uh, him almost losing his cool during Trouble with Tribbles is pretty lame. Like, it's cool that he doesn't give it up when Scotty starts the fight. But Scotty's got to hold him back. He's a little hot-headed, you know? Mm. That's right. That's right. Um, he's, uh... Often making goofy jokes during serious situations on the bridge mm. and getting told off by Spock for it. And, um, well, you know, he, he got captured in Alameda. And uh, <laughs> I prefer I prefer soldiers who don't get captured. <laughs> Fucking asswipe. Sorry. I've been watching a lot of... Uh, a lot Seth of Myers. a lot of political, uh, well, yeah, Seth Meyers, but lots of shit, and just being aggravated in general. But yeah, no, but yeah, definitely mutiny. What a fool! Who the fuck does he think he is? What are you doing? I mean, that was Mirror Chekhov, and if there's one thing we've learned, it's that the Mirror versions are often so stupid. <laughs> Except for a whore. Oh no, wait, that wasn't. That was regular. That was real horror blending in, being sexy as fuck. My yeah. God, did we Act- talk about how hot she was last week? We did. I hope so. Yeah, my God, actual, was she hot? Actual mirror horror got her ass captured the second she walked off that transporter pad. No one's brought up the worst fucking checkoff moment because it's fucking it's fucking terrible. Hit us with it, Ames. He tried to rape Mara in Day of the Dove. Oh my God! What? Oh my fuck, that's right! I don't remember that. I don't remember this either, but... Yeah, so granted, yes, he was under influence of the pinwheel monster that was making everybody angry. Yeah, but nobody got that angry. Mara was the Klingon woman. Okay. He tried to rape a Klingon? Yep. He tried to start a mutiny? Who the fuck does he think he is? She would have ripped his dick off and shoved it down his throat. That even happened. Yeah, we... we You don't try to rape a Klingon woman. Like, that's like, it's a very out-of-place moment in that episode. Yeah. All right, all right. Brain altered thing or not, Chekhov. This is not what this show is about. No. Jesus, God, no. That's awful, dude. I didn't remember that at all. Uh, and the Shame f- on you, Walter. More disgusting, weird sex things. I just remember in The Apple when he was constantly hitting on Yeoman Martha Landon. Mm. Oh, yeah. And they were trying to have this sex talk of... What do the people do for sex? But they're not allowed to say sex in the show for some reason. Well, it's 1968. Yeah, so it's them talking around, what do they do? Well, I don't know. They're probably really innocent. They probably just, you know, do like hand stuff. (laughs) Uh, But they're not even allowed to say that. They do hand stuff. And the whole scene was so awkward and bad. (laughs) 
like holding hands or hand jobs? What kind of hand stuff are we talking about? Uh, yes, I let's check off. Like Vulcans and where it's the same. Oh, patty, patty cake, patty, patty cake. Fucking love that movie. Anyway, I would love to have heard Walter Koenig in his fucking. What excuse could we have to do a, a ten forward on that movie? Who needs an excuse? Let's just do it. I don't know what movie you're talking. Roger, about. Roger Rabbit. I just love the idea of hearing Walter Koenig in his Chekhov voice say. <laughs> You know, maybe they do hand stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe they do hand stuff. There it is. I love it. <laughs> whining and whining and whining like a little bitch about all the tests he had to go through in the deadly years when his crewmates were literally dying of old age. God damn it, Chekhov. I am so young and virile. <laughs> Why do I need tests? A virile. <laughs> I am very young on the virile. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and finally, one last one, because the rest are kind of all jokes. Uh, well, this one's a joke, too. Early season two wig. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, and here, I'll bring up the picture, because the picture's great. I think the one in Who Mourns for Adonais might be the worst. Mm. It's absolutely atrocious. You can go out and see it up on the Tumblr, where it's this, this certain, certainly well, is. Speaking of which, you guys haven't seen this. What is it? Oh, did you get one of the new ones? Oh, with a hand! Oh, I'm so jealous. They have a bunch of good ones this year. Yeah, my mom got it. Oh, your there mom's awesome. Seriously, tell yeah. her to tell her to call me. We'll go on the road. That is like that's not even a Beatles or Monkeys wig. That is a woman's wig. That's a woman's bob. Yeah. It's dumb. They couldn't find a it's Beatles so, wig in 1967. And it's so clearly fake. It's oh, the yeah. fakest wig you've ever seen. Well, it yeah. looks really pretty though. I mean, so at least they got what they were wanting. I don't know if that's what they were wanting. No, they it wanted honestly, to be the heartthrob. It looks like they character. accidentally gave him Nichelle Nichols' wig. Kinda. <laughs> he needs a little more eyeliner. But he's, uh, he's a pretty boy. Uh, what is that face? That's I've, a sexy, I've, sexy I've man. been a bad boy. I've been a very naughty comrade. Aww. He has, and he knows it. <laughs> And that's why all these things have made the list, so you all can check out, you know, what what actually I ended up putting on this list. It'll be up on, on our Tumblr, links Tumblr. below, do the thing. Check out Chekhov. One, one more, I don't know why I did this, because we're not going to have a ton to say. It'll be the quickest one yet next week. We're going to do Chapel, just to round things out. Oh, she made soup. She's a good girl. And it's, ma it's Majel. And it's Majel. What's not to love? It's Majel. Chapel and number one? No. Nah. All right, well. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That time she was being really sassy. Narrows it down. This has been episode 323 it sure has. of A Star to Steer Her By. Please follow us on Facebook and uh, Twitter and SoundCloud and Tumblr. And you can also get to our Tumblr via SSHBpodcast.com. Next week, we will be looking at Shadows of Pajem and Shuttlepod 1. So join us next week. This has been Chris. This has been Aim. This has been Caitlin. Yeah, this is always me, Jake. Wessels. Uh, okay, so one time my boss was like, I got, my kids got all this Halloween candy. This good, week. good. But I can't just give my kids a giant pile of Halloween Why candy. Why not? So let's be going up like an appropriate time or will Halloween have passed? Anyway, go on. No, this will be... So... Yes, this will be after so Halloween. He brought, so he brought Close in enough. a giant jar, like, mm. a, like, a, like, a, like a mason jar kind of thing, filled 
with M&M's. Into work? Hell into yeah. work. So like, like, here, I brought these M&M's. You know, my kids had all these M&M's, so I was just bringing them in to, like... Share the wealth. Share the wealth. <laughs> I so, knew you fat fucks would like them. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, please. So I take <laughs> a big old handful of these M&M's and I jam in my face. I start eating them and I say... Oh no! These are M and M's. Uh oh. And Skittles. No! <laughs> what the fuck? He got you. What he the got fuck? me. Did he do it on purpose? No. He just, oh I, he just, man! He I, I would have had more respect. It for was him like if he it had. was like a fifty-fifty blend of M and M's. Oh and my god! That's wretched. Which so when I said earlier that M and M's mixed with anything is good, I forgot about <laughs> the M and M Skittles. See, uh, I've debacle. seen I've seen that as a prank that people pull. And I think it's brilliant, and I'm sad no. that he didn't do it on purpose. I, I mean, I, he may have. I don't think he didn't cop to it. Yeah. Why um, would you put? Why would? Why otherwise would you knowingly put the two things in the same jar? I don't, I don't. He wasn't a big candy eater himself, so maybe he didn't know. I don't know. God, that's so 